the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? How are you, my brother? Good. Are we talking in like soothing voices today? We can do soothing voices. We could. You know, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I had a nice day yesterday. It was a little bit hectic, but I got my massage in, got my time in with my therapist, and she and I both brought up the idea that maybe our time together is coming to an end. So that was, it sort of threw me for a loop, but we were both dancing around it. It's sort of a strange thing. So I'm playing in the possibilities. Does it feel like you're getting broken up with kind of? No, I wouldn't say that so much. I feel more like uh, getting dropped off at college. So Jason and I, because I've worked with Jason before, right? Jason Selk. And then, because like the way it works is he wants to train you to be able to just not need him anymore. And so I've gone through his like, I'll call it a program once. And then I'm, I'm we got two months left. And so like, I don't know what's like, I, I know what I, did, what I did before, but like, I don't, I kind of want to keep working with him, but it's like, I am sort of coming to that end. So it's you and I are both coming to the end of, I think not relationships, but you're coming to the end of the coaching that you're getting and that I'm getting. So it's interesting. We're both sort of coming upon that. So how long have you seen her? And then how long do you plan on seeing her going forward? Oh, I think we're going to wind it down relatively quickly. We've been together and we've done a lot of great work. No regrets at all since, well, I was with her when I told Imani that I was flat broke. So that was 2012. So it's been 11 years, 12 years. Wow. Wow. That is interesting. That's awesome. Congratulations. I think they, I think that, I think congratulations are in order. That's good. Yeah. Let's, let's, okay. Well, let's talk about uh, the topic of the week. We're talking about winding things down or about moving on. And my question for you today, my brother, is this Is it realistic in 2023 for a law firm owner to strive for, believe that they can have a law firm that runs without them? I've, changed my thinking a little bit on it and I'm still processing my thinking. So I thought what better place to talk it through than with you. All right. So we've had a person on the podcast. I'm not going to mention who the person is, but I really like the person. But when the person said that they are, I think that they said that they're in the owner's box and it kind of struck me. I was like, huh, maybe this is possible. Like maybe that's an interesting idea because you do see business owners in general. They own a business, 
but they're not in the business. But then you have people like Elon Musk, who owns several, but is like also like deeply intertwined with those businesses. I don't, however, think it's really possible for a law firm owner to be in the owner's box. I don't, not running a highly successful firm that you can scale. I don't think so. I think you can get it most of the way with there, but I do think that the nature of what we do requires that we be deeply integrated into the firm. Now, that being said, I think there's some exceptions. There are some exceptions, but you look at like, okay, Brian Cave. I don't think that's the name of the firm anymore, but you know, like you said this before, like Mr. Brian and Mr. Cave are no longer around, I don't think. And so they're not running the firm. So I do think you can build something that can last. However, like those guys are dead, I think. I think that they're dead. But there is a, a Mr. Cave or Mr. Brian that is, it's not their name, but they are still deeply intertwined to the business with the business right now. I don't think so. I do not think so. Not in today's world. We, everyone has become a creator. Uh, that's just the nature of, of the world that we live in. Everyone is now a creator and you have to be to grow your firm. If it's possible, it's really hard is what I'm saying. I don't think it's realistic to expect that you are going to be in the owner's box and be able to just let the firm run itself. We spent a lot of time on this show sort of painting that as a noble goal and that and as an achievable goal. And so part of this is a bit of a mea culpa on my part. I don't believe that that's true anymore. I don't think that a law firm owner can sit only in the owner's box. There are too many moving parts. They're going to lose your energy, your guidance, your experience, if you pull back to owner only. So now I think, and I think it sort of goes along with my general ideas about retirement, which is I don't really want to retire. I just want to get to do the things that I want to do in the firm, play around where I want to play around, not do any of the things that I don't want to do, make sure they're being done well, make sure they're done by people who are good at that, but have a law firm that suits the life I want, the balance I want, the connections that I want, and not have to have all the the things that I don't want. So that I think is a big little shift for me. I, I am going to pull back a little bit about what you said. We've sold the idea that you should be doing only the things that you're the best at. I, I do think we've talked about that. I don't think that we have really been the ones that have pushed, hey, you can only be in the owner's box. Like that's a possibility. We've talked about it a little bit, I guess, as a possibility, but it is a very, very slim possibility that you can do that. I just don't really think that you can actually have that as an expectation because of what you said. If you pull back too far, let me say what I'm about to next say without trying to reveal who I'm talking about. There's a person I know, that person runs a firm and that person for years talked about trying cases and yada, yada, yada. But that person to this point has now been two decades and has not tried a case in two decades talked about it a lot and is so removed from reality when it comes to how to resolve these cases and try cases that that person should no longer be running that firm. That is my belief because that person is no longer like they're not in the trenches and you don't have to be in the trenches, but they're so disconnected from the trenches that they don't really know how a modern firm operates. And I'm, that's as far as I'll go with who, who I'm talking about because I don't want to reveal who I'm talking about. And I, I think that that's kind of what you're touching on. It's like, you have to understand like how the laws work as a law firm owner. Like, because for example, like a lot of our strategy as a law firm, right, is dictated around bad faith strategies. Okay. That's what a lot of it, the way we operate as a firm is greatly dictated around that. A lot of our marketing strategy has to do with bad faith strategies. 
I have to understand bad faith strategies or someone in my firm has to deeply understand it. Otherwise, it doesn't work. The process doesn't work. I'm assuming the same thing with you. You came up with a novel idea. I think it was novel at the time where I'm just going to start suing the government to move these cases along. And I think a lot of people have adopted that same philosophy. You did that because you understand immigration law. If you're in the owner's box, you're at some point because laws change so much, especially for me with tort reform, laws change so much over time that if you're just in the owner's box, you're going to be so disconnected that your strategies are are, are no longer going to work. I do think you're right that we haven't been out like selling it like some, you know, pie in the sky thing. But I will say, Tyson, that for me, it was a true north. It was something that I was striving for, something I was aiming for, something that I thought was attainable. And now I'm not so sure. Now I'm not so sure, A, is it possible? B, is it what I want, right? So there's sort of both of those things. Like I'm really having fun right now, spending 15 minutes a day, getting my leads team all pumped up and figuring out issues. And it's again, it's my little laboratory within the firm, right? And so I'm actually having fun. And I was talking to one of my coaches about this, Marty, about this idea that, you know, I'm back in leads and, oh, isn't that bad? And, oh... You know, it's really good if I'm not in lead. It's really good if things can run on their own. And Marty just gently invited me to say, well, maybe you're right where you're supposed to be. Maybe this is the best use of your 15 minutes a day. Maybe this is, you know, you're optimizing a department of almost 10 people by spending 15 minutes a day. That's a pretty good trade-off and it's pretty good leverage where, yeah, you might not be able to get all the way out now of that department and maybe you can figure out strategies to keep things going the way you want them to go with you only being there 15 minutes a week, right? So those are all like noble things. But I really got into this whole thing of polishing the silver is bad, going back and doing the things that I did before. I should be past this. I should have beaten this. This should be better and a whole lot of should stuff. And you know, I'm always yelling at people for talking about what they should be doing and shouldn't be doing. And and Marty just gave me a much better, gentler place to be, which is, you know, leads team needs you right now. It's sort of like one of your kids needs you now more than the other ones. And so Huddy's having trouble at school. You need to spend a little more time with Hudson. And Emma's getting ready to go, get ready for this. Emma's getting ready to go to her senior prom and she's nervous about it. And you got to get ready for that. So, you know, you just go where you're supposed to be and be happy where you're at and things will work themselves out. The Zapathon is back. If you're new around here, the Zapathon is the OG automation workshop. At this next exclusive guild event, we're partnering up with Maximum Lawyer's good friend, Kelsey Bratcher, to bring you a day and a half automation workshop. The idea of automation is simple, right? Identify a repeatable pattern of tasks and then use technology so that business process can happen without you. But setting up that technology can be daunting, time consuming, and even have a steep learning curve. Join us in person and you'll create automations on site that will start working for you before you even leave Austin. Join the guild today and grab your ticket at maxlawevents.com. Bite your tongue. <laughs> so, all right. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. But before I do that, I don't think what you're talking about is polishing the silver. I, th- I consider polishing the silver like, you know, taking out the trash, things like that. I was asking John the other day, we had the hot seat yesterday or two days ago with John. And I had asked him about his most valuable time, like the things he does, it's most valuable, the things that he does that's least valuable. And I would say that the least valuable activities are the polishing the silver. What you're doing with the least team, I think that is, it's near, if not at the top of the most valuable activities, right? Because that's where the business is. That's where the money's coming in. So I wouldn't consider that polishing the silver. I just think that that's understanding your business and really doing the most valuable stuff. But here's what I'm going to ask you. 
why did you start your law firm? Well, before I do get to that, I do want to say that whenever I hear you say before I do, then I'm like, oh, he's getting ready to talk about the guilt and about leaving us a five-star review. So you said in the middle of the show and I, I did a little bit of a start. Oh, before I do. Okay. So I'll time out real quick. I'm gonna let you think about this while you start firm. Let's do I've never done this before. Before you do that, before you talk about it, if you don't mind, while you're listening to this episode, give us a five-star review. Help, help spread that love, okay? Help spread the love. All right, Jimmy, why'd you start your firm? I think they call it a mid-roll ad. Is that what that was? I think that was a mid-roll. So I, I told, like, I think we should do these things called speed bumps, right? We call them, call them speed bumps. They're quick three-second ads, like boom, in the middle of an episode. Boom, boom, boom. You say it really quick and it's a speed bump and it, the episode keeps going. I think it's, it's a great strategy. We should just start, start putting in speed bumps. I haven't heard that phrase before, but Tim Ferriss does that. There's that little noise right before he goes to the ad and a little noise. It sounds almost like a speed bump or something electronic real quick to just sort of reset and let you know what the ad was. So that was great. So why did I start my law firm? I started my law firm because I wanted to help people ease their suffering and to make some money. Okay. And I want to invite other people to answer that question because here's the second question. Is that why you still running your law firm? Oh, yeah. On steroids. Like I'm helping lots of people. I'm making big impacts. I'm helping people bring their family members here, keep their family members here, get on the path to citizenship, help employers get the staffing and the team members that they need. It's all very, very fulfilling. And we're now employing 55 people. So we're helping people, not only our clients, but the people that work with us. And so, oh, yeah, like 10x. Here's why I ask. If the answer to that question was no at the second part of it, then I would say you need to adjust what you're doing. But why would you want to be in the owner's box if that's why you started your firm and that's why you're still doing your... And I'm not saying... I'm saying that rhetorically. I'm not asking that question. But why? I don't know why people... Why they think that they need to be in that owner's box whenever you're enjoying what you're doing. Like you're doing what you wanted to do at the beginning. You're still doing it. Why would you want to change that? Like you're, why? Like it would be so boring. I do think that like it would be so boring. Yeah, you're okay. You're in the owner's box. Now what are you going to do? What are you gonna do with your life? Okay, if that's if let's say that you say, well, okay, I mean, if I'm in the owner's box, then what I would do is I'd go out and start a um, not-for-profit charity or whatever. Okay, why, why aren't you doing that now? Like, why isn't that something you're doing now? Like, don't wait till that point. Like, start doing those things now. I don't, why are you waiting on it? Maybe that's your career path, not what you're doing now. And that's why I ask it. I th- and I think people should answer those questions. Like, they need to figure that out because then you're talking about regrets in 20 years. That's what you're talking about. If you don't answer those questions now. I think your points are well taken. I think that a lot of people aren't deliberate enough and aren't thinking enough about why they're doing what they're doing. I think it's always good to reconnect and recalibrate. I think that you're right. We don't sell this pie in the sky idea that you're going to be able to have a self-managing firm. But I mean, you know, I went to strategic coach. Dan Sullivan has a book called The Self-Managing Company. I transpose that into thinking we could have a self-managing law firm. It's actually something that's been on our VTO for a while of something that I wanted And I know there are a lot of people in the sort of lawyer coaching space, people who've never run a law firm, people who've, you know, have law firms that make $120,000 a year, holding themselves out as experts who paint this picture of sitting on a beach and having your law firm run itself. And and I would say that I've gotten drawn into that. And you know me, I get so excited about things like that. that. Oh, wouldn't that be great? I've been spending a lot of time thinking about this article I read a long time ago. So in the old days, there was this thing called ESPN the Magazine. ESPN the Magazine, I don't think is around anymore. Uh, It killed Sports Illustrated, it seems. Yeah. So there was an article and I'm going to find it, but I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And 
The premise of the article was that the best NFL coaches, statistically, were ones who were coaching for the second time. The second time. So I think right now, I'm coaching the Leeds team for a second time. And I'm coaching the Leeds team that I have now versus the Leeds team that I had eight years ago. And so it's a totally different beast, a totally different thing. And I think that having gone through the experience and learning the things that you learned, you just talked about this on an earlier podcast that we were just recording. And that was, and I'll let you tell the story, but coming back a second time with fresh eyes and the part I really like, the fresh canvas where you can say, I want a lot more of that that I had before and I don't want a lot of that that I had before. Yeah. So we were just interviewed by Care of Aval. That's V-A-V-A-L. And I was talking about whenever my partnership split up and I had that reset button and I had that fresh canvas and you're so right. And that fully explains why the second time head coach, it works out so well because they can look back and say, okay. And a head coach is a perfect example because they're going to a brand new team. They can bring the people that they want. They can just start with a fresh, like clean slate other than the players, right? That's, it's a little murkier, but For me, especially, I had a fully, I could use whatever software I wanted. I could hire whatever employees I wanted. And it was a really nice, fresh start for me. And I was able to just reset everything and start from scratch. And I think that that's true. I had never thought about it from that perspective, Jim, where you've got, you're like a second time head coach. And let me ask you this, because I don't know if it's possible, but maybe it is. Let's say you're a law firm owner, you're five years in, and you're just not happy with the way things are going. Is it reasonable to tell a law firm owner, hit the reset button, get rid of everybody and start from scratch? Like, is that is that reasonable? Well, they have a great saying in the 12 steps, and that is take what you like and leave the rest. So I wouldn't necessarily just fire everybody and, and create a new blank canvas, but you can certainly get out a big piece of white paper and draw what it is that you want and start working towards that. And then looking at what you have and saying, comparing it to what you have now and where you want to get to are these the, the, the pieces that you need to get where you want to go. And, you know, I was thinking about that article and, you know, Tony LaRussa coached the Oakland A's, then he came to St. Louis. Dick Vermeil lost the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles in 1980 and then he came to St. Louis. And I remember Dixie surrounded himself with like really high caliber coaches. And so I think he definitely had a vision of what he wanted that second time around. So I think it's so funny because I poo-pooed vision for so long, but I think that having that vision of the law firm that you want, whether it's a second go at it or whether it's, you know, transmogrifying while you're in the middle of the process, I think that's a little bit harder, but I think it's certainly doable. Yeah. I was looking up this quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald. I think I've mentioned it before, but the quote ends with, it's a longer quote. I'm going to put the part that it ends with, I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start over again. And I really like that quote. So I'm going to read it again. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start over again. You can take that principle when it comes to law firm owners too, where you could, even if you can't do a full reset, you can adjust things and you can fix what you got, even if that means cleaning house. But I hope people have the courage to start over again if that's where they are. Well, I was giggling when we were being interviewed because we both had partnerships that didn't go the way we wanted and we both did get a second chance at sort of starting on our own again. And I think that that has really helped us. I mean, it's such a great place to play in with your mind because it frees you of the constructs of what you currently have. And so 
maybe to your question, you can't necessarily just fire everybody and start all over, but maybe you can have a physical break, a temporal break, a, you know, like a geographic break for a while just to let you settle. Because so much of what we do is that snow globe all shook up. But if you sit and let the snow globe sit down and the snow drifts, then you can see much more clearly. And I think that's really what the white canvas offers is that opportunity for clarity that when you're worried about getting a set of interrogatories out the door or collecting that last $2,500 from a recalcitrant client, that when you're all caught up in that stuff, the snow globe is a swirling and you can't really focus on the stuff that's important to you. I love the idea of the snow globe. That's a really good one. I'm going to steal that one from you. That's fantastic. Well, this was a good episode. I enjoyed the talk and I think that is something that we'll continue to talk about and play with as law firm owners and as maximum lawyers. Yeah. And if anyone has, if they're truly in, in the owner's box and they want to come on, I'd love to talk to you because I think you are a unicorn. I'd love to talk to you about it. All right, let's wrap things up. And again, before I do, will you please give us a five-star review if you don't mind? It helps us spread the love to other law firm owners and, and really get it out to people because Apple and wherever you get your podcast, it really helps push us up in the ranking. So please do that. And if you want a more high-level conversation, you can join us in the Guild. You go to maxlawguild.com. You don't have to start there. You can always go to the big Facebook group. It's free to join. And there's a lot of great people sharing. We've got over 6,000 members in the group. So if you're looking for a answer to a question, join us there. The question and the answer might be in there. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? My hack of the week is that article from ESPN, the magazine. I will find it in time for our show notes and I will share it, whether we find it online or whether I have to ask Omar to go to the library and look it up on microfiche. We will do it, but I will get that article for everyone and that'll be my hack of the week. That's a really good one, Jim. I like that. Uh, hopefully you can share that. I always liked ESPN, the magazine, because like it was different. The shape of it was different than most magazines. It was like wider and shorter, but it, like the pictures and the imagery was fantastic. It's a really good magazine. It sucks that it's not around anymore. I don't think it is around anymore. But my book is we're focusing on referrals this quarter and, and we're sort of as a we're, we're creating a referral machine is what we're doing inside the firm. And we're, we're doing that by showing clients that referrals are an important thing. And, and employees, we're, we're all talking about it. It's like this thing. It's a hubbub. And so uh, referrals is the focus. And the book I'm reading right now is The Referral Engine. I'm not through it, but it's, there's a lot of great tools and resources inside of it. It's by John Janch, which we had John on the podcast, if I remember correctly. We did about duct tape marketing. We should have him on about that. I have it right over there. Yeah, I agree. If you've not read duct tape marketing, that's like one of like the, if, like to have on your bookshelves, you should have that one if you're new to marketing. But John Janch, he's great. He's a really good writer, but he's got a great uh, book, The Referral Engine, and it's all about referrals. And so if referrals are something that you want to focus on, it's one element of our business and it's something that we're wanting to focus more on. And so it is the referral engine teaching your business to market itself. It's really good. All right, Jimmy, great talking to you. Good topic. Had a lot of fun. Always, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.